Hi, you are listening to High Value Women, brought to you by the New Feminist Magazine. We are your hosts, Ellie Maciara Fielding. Buenos dias, it's Adam Sarasvati Rawlings, and this Barbie is having a mental breakdown. <laughs> and this Barbie is depression, Barbie. No, I'm joking. I'm not actually depressed. <laughs> but I, I mean... felt kind of called out with the Pride and Prejudice reference, I'm going to be honest. No, that was a bit too close to home for real. Just a little bit. I felt, and you know what, afterwards, I was like, I really want to watch Pride and Prejudice now. And instead, because I couldn't even do it to myself, I watched BBC's Lost in Austin, which is, I don't, if you don't know it, it's about this modern woman who gets like trapped into the story. And it's amazing, by the way. After oh, it. cool shout out. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. It's a bit cringe, but like in the best way. You know, we love a bit of wholesome cringe. Love a bit of wholesome cringe. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm feeling fun, fresh, zesty. I'm Ooh, zesty. Feeling, mm, <laughs> I'm very excited to dive into our topic of discussion today. I'm um, itching. I'm raring to go. Ellie, bless Ellie's soul. I only saw the film two days ago. She saw it the day it came out. So when I tell y'all, she has been like chomping at the bit to talk about this with me. I'm so I've glad been... we just almost as keen as Adam talking about MLMs like it's (laughs) oh no I think you've exceeded that and gone to like Shakira levels (laughs) oh shit (laughs) yeah okay so um oh and to clarify by the way we are talking about Barbie we are so excited we forgot to even say the word Barbie (laughs) yes (laughs) so it's come out and we've decided we're going to dedicate a whole episode to it because there's just a lot to to say like I wasn't thinking that we would but then I watched it and then I watched it again (laughs) and I thought no this we have to because this I didn't I was expecting it to be kind of maybe empowering but I was not expecting the feminism to come through the way it came through the way that it did yeah so it only felt right as a feminist magazine for new feminists that period this is this is what we need to talk about but before we do do you have a femi fact um, I have a funny thought, which okay. is inspired and related by the Barbie film. So Yay. I was talking to my sister a few days ago mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I'm in like my proudly basic era. I'm very excited to be going to the eras tour and the Barbie <laughs> movie. I was like, you know, all the things the girlies are into, like I'm into right now. Mm-hmm. And I sort of sat back and thought, you know what? We never call men basic. And I actually think it's time we do away with the term basic because we've had this thing where we started to kind of like reclaim it but you know what I don't think it needs to be reclaimed it's a gendered insult it basically just disenfranchises women for liking what they like Mm. I'm not basic I'm a real ass bitch and I love what I love and sometimes it's popular sometimes it's not that's all it is yes preach that was my favorite femi thought that you've had because no that's that's so real of you because I have reclaimed that word. Like, I'm always like, oh, that's so basic of me. I'm such basic bitch, whatever. But you're so right. Like, I, I almost feel like I have I have to claim it back to justify it, to own it. So that, like, you know, it's no longer used as an insult. But it's just a way to insult femininity. Just because a yeah, lot of women really all f- like the same things and, like, f- because we're in touch with a more feminine side does not make us basic <laughs> no one calls men who like to watch football basic even though it's the most basic fucking thing a man can be interested Li- in literally literally and i just i feel like basic is a it is kind of like a way to insult us 
based on the fact that we're actually a community and like yeah, the things exactly. that we love and appreciate actually connect us and I feel like that's Period. very threatening for men so I feel like that's the perfect insult and also I do feel like this term was actually coined I don't in fact I don't know who it was coined by I'd like to have a word with them and find out who first of all but I do feel like a lot more women use it against other women than yeah completely than men um so actually here's a little thing to add on friendly reminder that patriarchy affects both women and men <laughs> we'll be diving into that quite a bit today, <laughs> yeah exactly um oh cool I love it so I did not my thoughts have been swimming with pink so i'm also struggling <laughs> to come up with um with a femi fact that isn't barbie related so um i didn't basically <laughs> um okay i love this though take us take my, us home my femi fact is always about the barbie movie so it may as well not be a femi fact just part of the episode but i'm just gonna use it as one anyway um and a lot of people have been talking about this on social media i've seen it pop up but i would like to say because i'm very proud of myself that i noticed this easter egg immediately after watching the film um but the moment i don't know if you've seen this so i don't know if this is news to you or not but um in the barbie movie which oh by the way spoilers Spoilers. if you have not watched (laughs) this movie go watch it and then come back and listen because this is like mad spoilers um starting now um so in the movie when barbie goes to find uh the girl who plays with her and she finds sasha Sasha's sitting with four girls or three girls. I love this right? Easter egg and I love it. I love it. Um, so she's sitting with a blonde girl. Uh, she's Hispanic herself. And then she's sitting with an Asian girl and a black girl, which just so happens to be exactly the same as four other dolls that we know and love, which are the Bratz dolls. Um, and obviously she's called Sasha. I'm pretty, somebody said, I read something where um, apparently america ferrera calls her bunny boo at some point but i don't i know i don't remember her saying that and i've seen it i don't recall that but no me neither but if so then that's even better because sasha's nickname was bunny boo so amazing as in the doll um and yeah and i think and that's uh, on period and that's on period and go confirmed i think so that was a little brat's easter egg which i like that they did that i'm obsessed yeah it it, I love it feels like it's a very um cog it it feels like they're very aware of the people that are going to be watching this film that are going yes. to see that as like a friendly nod and like a fun thing as opposed to like something like beef related yeah and also i noticed that sasha's early like fashion choices and even some of the fashion like when she's in barbie is it barbie world or barbie land i've seen it twice and i still don't remember which one it is um barbie land i think i think it's land but i'm thinking of the song <laughs> um are very like brats inspired like the cargo pants and the the like hoodies and the trainers like it's very like brats inspired which i love um and i love the nod to the fact that the the girls are very like um cool and woke yeah. and it's almost threatening to barbie which yeah. is exactly what brats was obviously there are layers to that but as a base level i think it was a pretty cool nod to it yeah it really was i loved that little nod thank you for bringing that up because i was like "Mm," because i got it straight away as well i twigged in the cinema oh i didn't in the cinema that's very very on the ball of youth it it was like 
straight afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like oh my god Sasha <laughs> Sasha she was sitting with the birds <laughs> oh fuck you were like that meme with the lady with like the maths like yeah. equations around her like oh it's all making sense who's openly uh bi- it just came out as bi by the way that woman so oh my god period good for her <laughs> some people were saying that's what she was trying to figure out <laughs> well you know what girl found the answers yeah she found it she finally found the the answer so um, the barbie movie i want to chill out (laughs) (laughs) no honestly y'all need to realize right now that first of all we've already issued a spoilers warning but like we're going to be going in today yeah um i wanted to just say we're going to be having a mostly very very positive opinion the outlook on the film because we both loved it if you're looking for some commentary which is a little bit more critical but still fair and like respectful of the film i'd recommend checking out modern girls and um, that's g-u-r-l-z um on youtube the content creator she makes really good video essays she just put one out about put one out about barbie and she brings up some really valid points in it that are like the good faith crit- critiques of the film. And mm-hmm. um, we're not really going to be diving into that too much today. But if anyone wants that sort of perspective, that's a recommendation. I love for the rest of her content as well. So just look, thought I'd do a little shout out. And yeah, for sure. No, I'm glad you did because I was. That was like going to be one of my first points. Is that is that there are a lot of. Um feminists or like just women in general people who are critiquing the film who I think maybe wanted more from it who maybe wanted a deeper dive into feminism and um you know what womanhood looks like for different women you know intersectionality stuff and and this film was very much more base level and all of those critiques I think are valid but yeah as as I think they also slightly dismissed the experience of like new feminists which is why I personally loved it because and that's what we're all about is that I think people get carried away with thinking that everybody is up to speed with things and like yeah exactly but there are a lot of I saw a lot of um people on social media saying like you know this is the first time that their mums they went to go see it with their mums and this is the first time that their mums have you know thought about womanhood in this way or, or feminism so I think it's going to resonate with different people differently depending on you know how experience and age and background yeah 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 yeah, exactly so they are valid but I I am very happy with what the film brought so I think Yeah. yeah you're right we probably will stay pretty positive on this one firstly I do want to ask just in in one sentence okay what what do you what did you think of the film I thought I honestly I thought it was excellent because even though I've kind of been on the feminist train for really the best part of at least a decade now mm. um and I didn't really see many things in the film that like were learning new information the way that things were phrased and angled and presented I thought was really impactful and mm-hmm. also just a little sidebar the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal it is sensational. You mean it's to tell amazing. me like the first half an hour of the film, we get Lizzo, Dua Lipa and Carol G like basically back to back. Are you no, all right, Ron? <laughs> I was having a gay panic just from the music alone. <laughs> no, literally. Okay, girl, that was a long sentence, but valid. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of commas. 
<laughs> lots of comments yeah exactly <laughs> and I want to hear yours now one sentence what did you think I think that it was perfect and that is the end of my sentence yes genuinely I my my expectations were so high and I felt like they lived up to it and there are so many different reasons and as I said the critiques are valid I understand them and I actually don't disagree with them but I think for me the way it sat with me the way it resonated with me um spoke louder than the the things that it didn't what it did have was better than what it didn't have if that makes sense no I get you I think overall something on this scale where it's not just a Hollywood movie, but it's breaking records. It's like- It's a moment right now. It's a, it's a huge movie that's, that everybody is seeing is so candidly speaking about the female experience, womanhood and, and feminism. Absolutely. I've never I've never seen anything like that on that scale before. And it almost feels like everything that I'm doing with the magazine is what the movie has done like I've been trying to get the most basic of messages out there to that many people and I feel like I'm retired now like it's done it (laughs) it's done my job for me so like I'm very happy with it I feel like only a handful of other films will ever at least in my mind sort of be in that same kind of caliber like the Mm -hmm. one that comes to mind immediately is Legally Blonde yeah in the sense that I think in 20 years time like Legally Blonde you could watch it today and it still feels as relevant and poignant as it did in 2004. I think in 2043 Jesus Christ let's not think about being at that age Um, (laughs) but I think when you know we look back on this film in decades to come it will still be very very poignant to how women feel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know I actually had such a cute like proud moment when I saw a TikTok of this girl who was inspired by Legally Blonde as a kid. Then she became a lawyer and she like dresses in- I've seen this girl. Oh my God. I was like, I am so proud of you. I don't know you, but I'm so proud of you. Like what a moment. That film changed lives, literally. So No, it really did. So I want to know what, I mean, so much of the film was really impactful. Do you have a particular moment that stands out for you where you were just like, damn? I think- I'm I'm going to be quite obvious in like everybody's sort of saying this but um <clears throat> America Ferrera's speech about how impossible it is to be a woman obviously yeah. landed the best with like everybody really or at least it made every, me cry. every woman did it oh bless yeah. you I I think I struggle to cry just generally but I think it would have <laughs> I think it would have Oh I cried three <laughs> different times in the movie Oh, bless you. I did on the inside. I just, in fact, that's a whole other thing with probably like my internalized misogyny and like feeling weak when I engage with any sort of femininity, Um, which by the way, on that topic, I saw somebody say, I was one of those girls who didn't like pink growing up. This is me quoting her. Um, because I associated pink with femininity and you associate femininity with weakness. And she was like, I still don't really like pink in my like older age, but watching Barbie um, and seeing how everybody embraced their femininity, um, it kind of like made her like pink again. And she realized that 
it was almost like a pick me girl thing for her to do because she didn't want to embrace her femininity and which I thought was like you know what I kind of have the same thing with pink like I very rarely I don't own any pink clothes I don't wear pink lipstick Mm -hmm. like I don't really funnily for me like I'm one of the most feminine people you could ever meet Mm -hmm. I don't really embrace pink and I did kind of walk out of the film film being like "Mm, maybe I need to like enter my pink era a little bit (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I really like slayed with the makeup for the first time I went I really went all out period sis I'll show you hang on so while Ellie's looking for that I think the monologue for me really was impactful too because it was a moment where everybody in that cinema was just sat still and just listened. <gasps> okay, drop my thought. Ellie snapped, <laughs> popped off. She devoured, she chewed even. I got really excited. I basically did a, a little pink and blue cut crease moment for those of you confused. Y'all, she she ate that up. Like there's no there's no front in it. She said Oh, y'all gonna remember why I'm an MUA today? And then stepped out <laughs> with that eye look. Stepped out and sat walked in the dark. Her, walked her fine ass to that movie cinema, said, Two tickets for Barbie, please, and thank you. I will have a large popcorn. Sat her ass <laughs> in that seat with that flawless makeup on and watched that film like the motherfucking icon she is. And oh that's God. on period. That's oh. on fact. That's on God. That's on that's on point. Oh god, thank you. I wasn't expecting a, a compliment that was a whole story. I I am um, but I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Anyway, you were saying about this. One thing story. about me is one thing about me, I will take a compliment and run with it. <laughs> no, I but, love um, I love that. It's one of your best traits. Yeah, so the um the speech <laughs> Christ that's my train. Oh no, I remember now. I remember. Um <laughs> so I went with my mom and dad and I <laughs> thought this is probably one of the first times my dad has ever actually had to sit. And like my dad is um he's a very um like calm person in a lot of ways. I mean, he lives in with my mom and then he's got me and my sister running around, so he doesn't really stand much of a chance of being too deep into patriarchy. But mm-hmm. I thought this is probably one of the first times in his life he's ever actually had to sit down and just listen to a woman tell him what it's like to be a woman. Mm. And I just thought, the what made me cry is I just thought about how many straight men who don't engage in these conversations have been dragged to this film by girlfriends and wives and daughters and will be sat in that cinema listening to America Ferreira. Just just say it how it is. And it's something that all of us know. Mm. You know every single woman and femme presenting person knows this truth. We yeah. all know that it's impossible. We all know that there's so many hidden rules and caveats and mm. conditions to our womanhood that mm. men just are not privy to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and what think, blew my mind. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there, it, this isn't the first speech like this in a movie, no. but there was something about this one that felt more, I don't know, poignant, real. I don't know. It just... I feel like everybody, every woman in the room watching the cinema, both times, I almost heard and felt like a collective sigh. Like it was almost cathartic Mm. to hear the way America like said it, to to hear her like frustration build and her exhaustion. And like, I mean, the performance 10 out of 10, like I hope, I hope that she gets an an Oscar or an award for it because it was. Best supporting actress or I will riot. 
no, I actually will write it. No, I will. I will storm um, the academy. Yeah, same, same. I will happily get arrested for it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I just thought it was just there was something about that speech in particular that just really got to us. You know, I, I the second time I went with my mum, uh, and my mum is is in her like new feminist era. Um, she's embracing it a lot more, which is amazing. But um, she she Shout was out to like her for that. Yeah, she was like that. Definitely, like it impacted her. Like it, she said, that was her favorite moment. And I think that mm. there was a there was this one girl who saw it, who I saw on on social media, who said that she didn't really, she didn't love that that much because she's like, oh, I've heard it like so many times. That speech has like been said so many times. Yeah. But her mom was like asking her if if there was a way she could get the at the words and print it off. Which is just so cute Aww. because she she'd never heard any anything like that, and you know that I think that's where I'm going to keep going back to this throughout the whole episode in saying that this was a groundbreaking moment for, especially for women who aren't you know into feminism or you know don't identify as feminists because you can identify as a feminist or not, but this experience is is universal for women. Like it's it's uh you know whether you identify as feminist or not this is true for you (laughs) yeah i think as well because of where it sits in the film you know it's it's the climax of the film Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. you know it changes the entire direction of the story this one speech and it just shows that the voices of women just talking about our experiences is so powerful because it can completely change the direction of someone else's life as it's like how it changed the the barbies yeah (laughs) well yeah that's the thing it's like I think sometimes we forget how universal the experience of womanhood is and how difficult Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And hearing other women just say, I think just hearing other women just talk about how crap it can be Mm. and just, it just makes you feel heard and seen. And that can be such a revolutionary thing in and of itself. Mm. No, not every, not every act of revolution is fought on the streets or at the barricades. Sometimes it's just in conversation between two people absolutely absolutely I think that's where the most powerful sort of battles do happen when you can change somebody's mind or be open to hearing somebody else's thoughts on something and and be open to change I think that is like the most powerful thing that you can do really um which is why I thought this movie was so powerful because even though you know especially in our bubble where we've got some like veteran feminists they might not have been as impressed as they maybe wanted to be but I know for a fact that this if I if I watched this six years ago this would have changed my life because I wasn't a feminist I would didn't identify as feminist this would have absolutely blown my mind so yeah powerful yeah. stuff powerful stuff and shout out to America Ferrera just for yes I mean, sir girl lives in my heart for ugly Betty alone yeah, we talk, we've talked about Ugly Betty before. Like, we are Ugly Betty fans. So. Oh, no, seriously. Me and Betty Suarez, like, that girl is my ride or die. <laughs> America Ferreira will always be in my heart for that reason. Also, Shakira was in an episode of that. So, bonus points. I won't drink for Shakira. Um, Actually, also, my mum was listening to our episode, our history episode, and she was like, "You missed, you missed a Shakira moment. You didn't say drink." <laughs> she was apparently, <laughs> she was like, "I was listening to it, and I was like, drink, drink." And we Home also girl is keeping you on lock. Yeah, I know. My mom is 
playing the game. <laughs> the Shakira you know, game. She is invested. You know what though? A friend of mine said that we need to do like a Shakira episode at some point, and I was like, "Don't even get me started on that because that would be so fun for me." But for Ellie birthday. would just be like, "Oh my god, actually, no!" Like, yeah, let's do it. it. I'm sorry, we're doing it <laughs> for your birthday. We'll do a Shakira episode. Oh my god, we can we cannot do the drinking rule for that though. <laughs> Can you imagine? The new feminist encourages you to drink responsibly. Yes, please, please do. So we've had the speech. We've talked about the the big moment. Are there any of the other moments in the film that I mean? I'm sure there's lots of them, but um, what hit hard for you? What do you want to talk about? Because there's so much to dive into. Okay, I'm going. I'm going in a different direction because I could quite easily sit here and talk about how I like almost teared up at the montage and how beautiful it was and and oh my god the quote about mothers like I mean there's so much Mm. but I think what I'm going to speak about is um I hate this I hate that I'm saying this is Ken only because it needs to be talked about though it needs to be talked about um the the reaction from a lot of men has been so visceral it's been so angry (laughs) and they've been a lot of men especially Pierce Morgan yeah sorry I can't even say his name without gagging redacted yeah (laughs) Julie I'm gonna beep over it (laughs) um yeah they've been saying it's anti-man right um and I just think that's really embarrassing for them because I don't think it could be more opposite and I think that you know especially after watching a lot of like interviews with Greta Gerwig it's become very clear that there is a very important message in there for men about Absolutely. men, not about women, about men. About yeah, exactly. I could about not agree more. How they connect with each other, about you know their own identity, and I I think that my feminism recently has very much been including men. You know, I've I've come to the realization that you can't you can't be you can't fight the patriarchy without men on your side because they are also affected by the patriarchy and I think this film so beautifully showed and you know with through use of humor and dialogue and and uh, like just so many amazing things that they that men are affected by patriarchy and absolutely you know they the end where Barbie is like you know it's it's Barbie and it's Ken sort of reinstates the the fact that men I think in in a changing world where men aren't the breadwinners and you know it's been it's been set up from them from the beginning this is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to have a family have a wife have a job like provide blah 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 and now that's changing and men are spiraling I feel like that's birthed the podcast bro like they don't know what their purpose is they don't know what they're doing and they're taking it out on us when actually it's the the patriarchy that's affected them in this way and I think this movie has is saying to them it's it's okay like you just need to find yourself without us like you need to work on you like by yourself (laughs) and I think that's so powerful the fact that they missed it as well is really just and that mic drop moment will be used for promo (laughs) no seriously though you're so spot on i actually wrote in my notes patriarchy Mm. can only be truly be dismantled by men willing to grab hammers and knock it down and the way they do it is by divorcing themselves the expectations they experience because of patriarchy 
oh babes that one's going to be the promo <laughs> not me fumbling <laughs> over my words <laughs> no you you explain that beautifully and oh, i also want to say just as a little sidebar yeah the film is not anti-men but if it was what is one film that is anti-men which is like what two hours and 20 minutes 40 minutes however long it is mm. one film versus an entire world and culture and structure that is anti-women in a sea of movies made for men, what is one movie made for women? Is is it but, granted to have this kind of critique? I don't I don't think so. But, you know what? As well though, um, <laughs> kind of not the same thing. But you know how some people criticize that? Oh well, it's no, it's too mature and it's about Barbie and it should be more of a kids film. No one batted a fucking eyelid when they turned Transformers into basically objectifying Megan Fox for like however many films it's that been made. That is a for. valid point. You know, no one cared about that because boys are allowed to stay boys, but girls have to grow up and to be women. And we aren't allowed to like tarnish the sacred um, Barbie dolls and make the story more relevant to the women that played with them. It has to mm. stay a tool to control little girls and the narrative. You know what? I saw an interview with America Ferrera where she said that men get to keep playing but women have to grow up. There's a point, and my mom did this. She did this. She even, I, I was speaking to this about her like a couple of days ago. And she was like, I did that to you. I literally did. I feel, I'm feeling bad now, but I did that to you where I maybe was playing with my dolls for like a bit too, like I was in secondary school, okay? And I was still like creating little scenarios with my brat's dolls, okay? You know and what, my, go off queen. And my mom had to come in to my room. I remember it. And she was like, I think getting a little bit old now to keep playing with with your dolls and it made sense and she only meant well because you know I mean let's yeah. be real I would have been bullied as fuck like it would, I would have yeah. been bullied for that so she I think she probably for, for the times made the right call but it's just an interesting thought to think that what thought to think oh well done Ellie um <laughs> interesting to think that while my mum was telling me to pack up my dolls and grow up in the next room my brother was playing on his xbox and he's 10 years older than me so it and men are still sitting there playing on their xboxes and we're like no more playing we have to grow up and we have to look after men like oh yeah it just help me so i feel like as well though like the whole ken arc like it's so impactful because I think it would have been very easy for Ken to have just been an antagonist and mm-hmm. then the film would have been sort of anti Then it could have gone down a bit of an anti-men route. But the fact that they took so much time and honestly, they took away from Barbie's story a little bit. Yes. To, you know, for yeah. the film, to give Ken a storyline, which I, I think was necessary. Um, I am... Um... Oh, shit. Sorry. I actually wrote a note about that where I'm saying... I'm debunking why it's not man-hating I said I actually think that it is made for men and it's very kind to men maybe too kind <laughs> because the execs at Mattel are just portrayed as like silly guys silly goofy guys <laughs> like they're not they're not really yeah. villains and then the Kens oh. are just himbos um mm. and even in their patriarchy phase um they're they're still just himbos and all of the men even at their most antagonistic are shown to be like misguided not not villains just lost um yeah 
And then even at the end, like the significant part of the movie is where Ken is realizing who he is without Barbie. And in a movie titled Barbie, like this is about a, a, a girl doll, Ken gets this whole arc of about self-discovery. And Barbie spends the mo- the like post-climatic scene comforting him and apologizing. So, you know, <laughs> that's... Which, yeah, I will say um, this is like completely like, not a heavy point at all. Ooh. <laughs> down goes the mic um my point was um Simu Liu that man is gorgeous damn I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry but in the stupid fight scene like when they were all like doing the really stupid fights and On stuff and like yeah and then yes. it goes into like, the musical number thing I was like why am I watching this being like damn he is really cute like what is going on with me <laughs> but I just, I was like, I didn't really know this guy beforehand. I was like, oop, new celebrity crush incoming. No, 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 for real. I think, I think we can all collectively agree that that man is hot and also gorgeous. I, I also can even, but like not Ken, but Ryan Gosling, obviously. Oh, obviously. yes. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I also think it's pretty sad that both Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, and I know that we've talked about this in our notes were insulted for their looks or their age. Oh uh, yeah, I really want to talk film. about about Margot Robbie specifically because she First has all, a history. We haven't, we haven't talked about her yet, really. No, Can we just haven't. say <laughs> she did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. So good. Absolutely. I mean she is a amazing actress. If you haven't watched I Tonya, watch that shit like right now because my God, that film is amazing. But she's not, just, well. it's really good. It's gritty. Okay. It's like, it's not a feel-good film, but she's okay. just fantastic in it. Okay. And yeah, she just did an amazing job. But yeah, tell me about the history of Margaret being people being awful. Yeah, well, actually, no, it's quite the opposite. Her, in her history anyway, like in the past, what her like massive role was, was obviously, um, I forget the character's name, but she's the the... Wolf the of wife, Wall Street. The wife in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I don't know if she's the wife or the... Um, and she's massively sexualized in that film. Like, and, and men... Very much so. You know the amount of dates I went on like before I met Felix where men have described to me her in that film being their perfect women, woman when she's yeah. not really... She doesn't have any autonomy. In, she's just an idea, a concept for men. Like she's... It's, you know... It's probably one of the most patriarchal figures, like characters, yeah. of a woman. Absolutely, because that as soon film as she... is so yeah. by and for men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the fact that people say it's a red flag when <laughs> when a man it kind of is, it, but it is. It, it definitely is. Um, which maybe we should talk about one day in a yes. bit more detail to explain why, because it's not it's not um, random. Like that's. That's a real no, thing. But certain pieces of art carry connotations outside of the original meaning as well. Mm-hmm. And if we include films in that, then there you go. Yeah. Anyway, people started calling Margot mid online. Well, men, sorry. Which one? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you're right? literally on Twitter, or should I say X now? Fuck you, Elon Musk, by the way. Um, they're literally sitting here, trolls online, calling Margot Robbie mid. I'm sorry, but you have back knee on your bald. Please sit the fuck down. <laughs> Fucking calling Margot Robbie mid. Honestly, Are you for real? 
I just you know what we know why though because she's she's in a feminist movie she's openly being more feminist she's she has her own autonomy she's and they don't and it just goes to show yeah I mean now that she's being showed as a human rather than the idea of a woman people don't like her it's got nothing to do with her looks no and honestly like I'm a bit of a Margot Robbie stan at this point because mm-hmm. I've never I've never seen her in a film where she's not been an amazing actress. No. And it's almost frustrating to me that through the male gaze, the thing that everyone says about her is like, oh, how gorgeous she is. And she's a stunning woman. There's like no mm-hmm. way to deny that. But she's incredibly intelligent and mm. an amazing actress. And also, whenever you see it interviewed, she seems like a really lovely person. Mm. And it just goes to show, though, that in Hollywood and in the media, women are still, they live and die by how men perceive their attractiveness. Mm. Because of that glorious, shining thing we all live in again. Patriarchy. Ooh. <laughs> and by glorious and shining, I mean awful and smells like bog water. <laughs> and smells like unwashed ass. Um... Well, she said it not me, but y'all know who you are. <laughs> The water doesn't just run down there. You need to actually clean it. I know. I feel like we should we should post regular reminders um, and mm-hmm. use um, Instagram ads and Facebook ads to promote it just to men. <laughs> or here's you your reminder what, to wash What? It ain't my job to remind them. No Trust. One whisked, no one whisked me away and said, look, babe, you've got to wash your hole. I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of came to that conclusion on my own. You know? On the fact that shit comes out of it, you would expect it to yeah. be clean. I didn't just sit there and be like, I didn't get told one day to wash my ass. And I was like, really? oh, damn, I've not been doing this for the past 25 years. No, I just knew. But this is what like confuses me, though. Like, this is where I get really confused. And this is going to come a bit full circle, because why do men not put in like mental effort? effort? Like, this is like with the whole mental load conversation, like, why do yeah. they not do the work in their head? It's like, I, I, they scare me because it's like sometimes they're just like machines, you know, they're just like robots with no empathy, which is what they had none of after watching Barbie. Like literally the amount of, okay, disclaimer, I saw a lot of comments of women saying that men, like brothers, uncles, husbands, I don't know why uncles came before husbands, but whatever. Um, came out saying that they understand that they were grateful that they changed their perception of of womanhood and how difficult it is. Which is honestly, reading those things made my day. I'm I'm like I'm yeah, so happy that I it made that impact. It. But there were also many <laughs> where women were saying that men just didn't get it. They thought it was boring or they thought like it was just full of feminist bullshit because they zoned out mm. during the moments. <laughs> where, like, uh. And it's like, do you have no empathy? Can you not listen to that and imagine how it would feel if you were to the, go through the that? Thing like, is, eh? one, one of the criticisms I've seen is that the film tells us a lot more than it shows us things, which I can kind of agree with to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the beauty of that is it for a man who is or just a person who is uneducated on these sort of conversations mm. it's spelled out for them literally 
this is the most hand-holding it's almost condescending this is like this yeah. is what feminism is like it's... no literally there are aspects <laughs> of the film because like i said i didn't walk away from it feeling like i'd learned anything no i felt validated I felt, that's the thing you know... i felt seen yeah but do i feel like i walked away from the film being like oh suddenly i like know loads of new things like no no. But I walked away from it thinking, God, that film just summed up how I feel in a really yes. concise way. Yeah. Actually, one thing that really jumped out at me is, do you remember when Barbie and Ken first come to the real world? Mm-hmm. And I think it's when they're in the rollerblading outfit, so it's literally just as they come in. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how they feel about being looked at by other people mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. And... Ken is just like, oh, it feels like everyone's just like looking at me and like it's really cool and I like, I feel like a famous person or whatever. I obviously didn't say that, but you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that it was an overarching positive experience. And Barbie was like, oh yeah, I feel that too, but with a really weird, violent undertone. Yes, and that, oh my god, <laughs> I was just like, I was on the floor. I was mm. like, y'all can sweep me up after the film's over. I'm just staying here on the floor now. Yeah, like, no, I'm literally by this because so accurate and it just points out so clearly two men watching it how our experiences differ and that's why i'm still so confused because it couldn't have been more of a hand-holding like almost condescending moment like <laughs> to understand what women go through and understand feminism and yet somehow men have still come come out of it talking about themselves it's anti-man okay well why don't you did you not listen to any of the stuff about women which is like the entire movie like not only did you miss the message that was meant for you but you also completely sidestepped the fact that it's supposed to be like a a message for women a validating experience for women but they don't give a fuck like it's no they really don't actually so ellie wrote in her notes do men feel empathy and i was like girl be for real like don't clown yourself <laughs> yeah I saw, I saw you live typing that and i i cackled um <laughs> Yeah, because I was just, I just, I just find it so baffling. I, I just, I think what I'm trying to say is I thought that this movie was very revealing in the way a lot of men are, in a way that they don't, can't relate to us. They don't, you know, have any respect for women or femininity. And that also kind of goes into the fact that overall, like, men don't really have any respect for art that is rooted in femininity so you know legally blonde is dismissed as a stupid little team rom-com by men and you can say that about so many other films that are made geared towards women pretty woman has massive conversations about what it means to be a sex worker and leaving sex work yeah um disregarded as a chick flick Mm -hmm. um you know there's so many films I mean, Mean Girls is one, you know. Mm. There's so much to actually dissect in Mean Girls about how we relate in high school culture. Mm. And again, disregarded. I actually think that there are so many. Anything... Okay, we can't win. I'm about to do America Forever. But we can't win because either it's dismissed as being unimportant. It's not a piece of art that we should value because it's just a silly little film about girls. Or it goes too deep into the complexities of womanhood and it's called preachy. And it's like, okay, so (laughs) we can't win then. It can't be, like, we can't have a movie that's for us that will be um, where, like, male critics will will validate it as art. They'll only ever say, well, it's for women. 
that will be the critique. Well, I want to just dive into that a little bit more for a second. So, mm-hmm. excluding Frida Kahlo, mm-hmm. how many female artists, like not musicians, but like make works of art, how many can you name? Not that many, to be honest. More now that I'm a feminist. Like, I've learned about more, but... And are almost all of those artists either alive or have only died in the past, like, few years? Yeah, they're more... They're alive. They're the ones that I'm aware of. See, Mm. I think that that's such an important thing because before we had film and television and books were widely available... Art mm. and paintings were how we actually transferred messages to each other. Mm. You think about how in Europe, in the Middle Ages, um, Tudor times, all the way through, the average person didn't read and they didn't have an education. The only place they were educated was at church. Mm-hmm. And the art that was used and produced was mostly religious in nature and mm. told stories about morality and how society should be run. That's mm. the real purpose of art, is to message about how society should be. that's the origins of it and for the longest part of history all of that was created by men Mm. through a male gaze women were subject to either be chastised as jezebels or to be paraded as virtuous murrays and that still really exists in art no that that free line of art has continued obviously there are more women in creative industries now than ever have been before but it's not lost to me that Greta Gerwig is only a very small handful of female directors that are actually able to make a film like this yeah and what well, again the critique of it now is just oh well it's just for women it's just a women's film yeah rather than it being but it's just not going to happen or at least not anytime soon where something that was made for women it will ever be commended as like a high art form or as something that you know deserves to be um like a blockbuster like a something but to be honest, I think this film should go straight to schools. Like, I think it should be studied. Like, yeah, I, I think so too. I think it is a work of art, but because it's rooted in femininity, I don't think it will ever officially get that title. Well, at least, at least ooh, what happened to me? I broke. At least not for men, anyway. I think the other thing as well is the movie, and I know I mentioned my point about being basic, that like I'm mm. really excited about the Eras tour. It's kind of the same thing with Taylor. Like, Taylor's a mass, like, the biggest artist on earth right now pretty much i don't think anyone can deny that but you see every single day on tiktok men like having conversations about like well you know taylor's not really like that creative or you know the whole narrative she only writes songs about her exes this that and the other that Mm. is less common now but still exists women can be at the top of a creative field literally be the most successful person in an industry but because they're women and the art is considered to be by women for women, it's only relevant to women. Mm-hmm. It's excluded from a certain echelon of greatness that other things created by men are allowed to enter. Yeah. Yes. There's very exactly. there's very few pieces of art in any sort of medium, whether it's literal painting, sculpture, films, songs, books. Mm-hmm. There's only a very small number of things in each of those genres that are made by women that are considered to be the very upper echelon of the like the industry or the medium or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say as well. Like it's just men cannot relate to, sympathize with, respect, appreciate anything to do with womanhood or femininity, which, you know, which is why 
full circle back to your femi thought we have words like basic because exactly and shugi is another one as well yeah yeah because it it as you said it's a gendered insult like it it puts down women for being in touch with anything feminine which is bullshit it's bullshit because i'm sorry but femininity is i mean it can be a lot of work but it also my femininity brings me so much peace and joy in my life. It makes mm. me like if I obviously you know born and assigned male at birth. If I just followed that sort of whip and didn't explore my femininity and really sort of bow down to the patriarchal influences that existed in my upbringing, mm. if I just submitted to that, I honestly would be. I mean, you know, your girl's got a bit of depression here and there because who doesn't <laughs> in twenty twenty three? Depression, Barbie. No, literally, I saw that. And I was like, "Oh my god, finally a Barbie that's right for me." Um, <laughs> but if I didn't embrace my femininity and walk through the world as the sort of almost like hyper femme person that I am, I would be so much more depressed. Mm. And I and I think obviously there are conversations to be had about femininity and and what it means in terms of feminism and where it's gone where it's been where it's going sort of that discussion but I do think that ultimately whatever we make of it whatever whether we decide that it's being elegant or being um or you know or being confident or being or whatever we decide femininity to be collectively because it's based on a collective experience right men will always degrade that like it will there'll always be a word like basic or chuggy or you know that whatever we decide it is going to be there will be a new insult for it (laughs) so you can't really win (laughs) more honestly as i that more serious insults that are very gendered like bitch and Uh, slut and whore yeah exactly which you know i don't think it's actually on that talking about Mm. sort of gender-based violence yeah it's very bold of them to have kind of started barbie sequence in the real world of her being like groped yeah yeah but it's it's very accurate because we've all been in that situation it doesn't the i think the up. most common yeah i think the most common place people experience it is like nightclubs because it's obviously the per- it's like the perfect environment for that it's dark it's crowded mm. people can get in and get out um i actually started a bar fight once because i got groped um really go off <laughs> it was my 20th birthday i was wearing this gorgeous little black dress and it was the sixth guy that night to have grabbed my ass and i was just like now nah. so i was spung for him oh my god as you should as well oh i'm sorry honestly i you know what i'm not because he won't do it again, <laughs> <laughs> he won't do it again. but you will but, but the thing is well that's what she did as well i was like honestly i actually was i wrote that scene in the film um, <laughs> inspired by a true story <laughs> but um but the thing is the fact that it happened in broad daylight in a very public place that just shows it does happen everywhere you know and mm-hmm. i think men again aren't super aware of it because even if they don't personally engage in those behaviors they're not going to be cognizant of them yeah yeah no i i totally am with you there it was a very bold move but i'm really glad that that's that that they did it like i think it, i it loved it I was really, oh yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. I did want to break up the um, serious dialogue just for a second and ask you um, what Barbie you are. Okay, no, I was going to say, I think we need to dive into something a little bit more fun. Oh, which Barbie am I? 
Mm. Do you want to answer first? Because I'm not super sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm America's Barbie where she's like just the one that like gets through the day kind <laughs> of okay. <laughs> like, Actually, <laughs> I know which one I am. I'm the one she was talking about what it was like thoughts of death Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we laugh, but that's actually not good. Although I will say this, um, I actually think that feminism needs to encourage a conversation about being cognizant of death and what it means. Ooh, um, okay. Because I think we have a very going to deaf... do that now. <laughs> I mean, I won't dive into it too much. Maybe we'll have an episode about this down the line. Yeah, yeah. Or an article or something. But essentially, death is going to happen. We all know that. We can't do anything about it. Mm. But we need to acknowledge that it's an inevitable part of life and start to embrace and accept that it is. And Mm. part of doing that is to talk about it and to be aware of it and know that what you want to have happen to your body and your remains, your belongings after. Mm. Being cognizant about death is really important. But in all seriousness, I think that I would want to be Mermaid Barbie. And on that note, <laughs> because it's still be I would fully be Mermaid Barbie with you because that's so much fun. Speaking of the different types of Barbies, I did want to touch on the fact that one, I loved the representation. Now there I was too. a bit of conversation on that they there wasn't enough representation, which I'd really like to like dive into. Um, but I don't think you know if a film was to touch on every single issue, it the film would probably fall apart, apart somehow. But yeah, I liked but... that there was representation for different types of women yes. and it didn't linger on that. Like it wasn't, like she wasn't plus size Barbie or fat Barbie. She was a lawyer. Yeah, like, it wasn't. discuss her way, which I love. It wasn't she's black Barbie, she's the president Barbie. Exactly. And I think that that's the key part about representation that people are sort of sidestepping when yeah. they're quick to critique. Um, although, I will say, I've written it somewhere here, um, that there may be, and this is something I realised just as I was writing this, um, there is maybe a bit of conflict because when Barbie discovers she has flat feet, everybody starts heaving. Mm. <laughs> and when she discovers, about, like, about cellulite, she's freaking out. Um and I do think that there being a, a plus size Barbie and this fear of cellulite and like kind of hatred of it, which I know is in itself, they're not saying that's okay because then she goes on that yeah. like self discovery journey. But I just think that the two co- the two can't coexist. You kind of have to you kind Acknowledge of have one to and yeah. The yeah yeah no, I agree with that because it's you can't just have like fatness in a vacuum and like shove it to the side like fatness includes things like cellulite and you can't you can't just be fat without the problems that come with it so I mean how the fuck were they going to address that they can't really but it is something worth pointing out maybe now um also everyone being like the fact that cellulite is so shamed still is such a weird thing I'm like y'all no we like it's not real like it's it's made up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, literally. Y'all don't realize it's like it ain't that deep. It's 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 literally just like, like fat cells. You you can't help it. It's nothing to do honestly, with your weight. Just yeah, it's so 
Sally likes a whole other conversation. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah let's not. <laughs> but I do think as well that, um, honestly, I know which Barbie I am. I'm weird Barbie. Yes. Okay. That's who I want to be. I want to be the bitch that's like splitting all the time. And, like, <laughs> Also, Kate McKinnon, period. No, she slayed. I loved Kate McKinnon. I thought she was fantastic. Um, especially because and do you know what I don't think that there were any characters in there that were put there for the purpose of representing queerness because that you know at the end of the day they're dolls they have no genitals and I don't think sexuality was supposed to be a part of this movie at all but I do think that people identify queer people identified with a couple of the characters one being Alan um and one being um weird Barbie Kate McKinnon's um character um feeling like an outsider um and uh, i think there was this there was this one queer girl who said that she um she really felt that alan validated her queer experience of being sort of part of the girls but not <laughs> like but like yeah. being in being alone in that fact but also being uplifted and supported by the girls like, I can relate to that quite a bit. Yeah, I was going to ask um, actually because you know, it's a bit different a now. As an, it's a bit different as an adult now because of the way that I identify with my gender. Mm-hmm. But growing up, when you know, I hadn't really discovered that I could, I didn't really give myself permission to be anything but cisgender, and mm. no, exist within a binary. When I was growing up, it was I always felt like I was on the girls, but not quite. It was always like, oh, Adam is like, you know, it's just Adam. Adam's one of the girls. But also, you are still a boy. And, you know, mm. it almost felt like, especially in school with friends and a little bit in uni, um, I sort of really sort of had a renaissance of my queerness when I was at mm-hmm. uni, I think, is a mm. fair way to put it. Um, But it, it felt like there was always this pulling in, but then like, only so far. And it was like, okay. Like, you're one of us, but, like, you're still over here. Like, you're still in this different yes. box. Yeah. And for some, I know that for some gay men, that's what they want, because they want to be mm. seen as allies, but also that the unique experience is acknowledged, which it should be. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be treated as, like, oh, just, like, one of the girls. They want to be able to embrace their own masculinity and how that works differently. But for me, it would always, it was always, it always caused quite a bit of, like, cognitive dissonance. Because it felt like I was in some ways really in with like women. And then in other ways I was purposely excluded. Mm. And I experienced that less now as an adult because of the way that I present, the way that I identify and the fact that I typically have friends who at this age, I have less friends now, but much more intense and meaningful friendships. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I felt that. Sorry, that was a whole tangent. No, 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 no. I really appreciated hearing that perspective because I've heard a lot of, um, people in similar spaces saying the same thing um about Alan's character and Kate McKinnon's not Alan, Alan's character about Alan and Weird Barbie so um it's really interesting and you know um not to publicly shame but they're a big enough account that this wouldn't affect them um the account feminist on Instagram right like at feminist they're like the OGs um I don't know if I like I see where they were coming they they basically posted a um what did we think about barbie 
like review type thing yeah and they said that they were disappointed at the lack of queer representation which I thought was a really odd response for what it is and I I don't you know I thought as a feminist account you have to acknowledge the what it's done for feminism like it's this film has done something for feminism it's changed yeah, minds it's, changed, it's it's it made an impact and you it have started to conversations that. which is really important exactly and i also wanted to touch upon the fact that both margot and greta haven't dismissed they, they've they've actively talked about it um in an interview about the fact that barbie could very well be asexual and that there is some kind of there could you could take it like I think they're saying yeah you could perceive it as that for sure that there is there is some sort of commentary for like the asexual community with well using context clues of the film you know Barbie's Mm. and Barbie and Ken when they reconcile they don't end up together like you know Mm. homegirl leaves his entire like universe (laughs) that's (laughs) how not together they are exactly peace out Ken I can't even be in the same dimension as you right now (laughs) I'm I'm going to a place that's actually really not not nice (laughs) because I can't be here yeah Yeah. it's 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 very that though um yeah I will say this as well though I felt more akin to weird Barbie than I did Alan and I think it's because as someone who identifies with womanhood Mm -hmm. and a lot of the themes of the film while not necessarily identifying as a woman, at least not a cis woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like the weird Barbie in a lot of my friend groups in a sense that I think because I've had to learn really thick and fast how to divorce myself from a lot of patriarchy because yeah. I grew up, I grew up positioned to be a foot soldier of the patriarchy and I honestly, I chose to be a victim of it instead Mm. that's the really blunt and sad way of putting it I think because of that a lot of the time mm. I am sort of the weird sage in the corner like <laughs> but the, like but she was need... amazing like she saved the day basically oh yeah like it's it's and it's not a um it's not a bad position to be in but I did feel a lot of sisterhood with weird Barbie because I was like that's probably how a lot of my friends see me <laughs> well to be fair I mean you know they do a pol- like she is othered. She's called weird Barbie to her face. Yeah. So there are there are there are negatives. I, I do like that they apologize to her yeah. afterwards. I think that shows like um a promise of like growth in the in the future, I which I, I like because that's not the re- you know, we have to be honest, that's not the reality. Girls can still be very I mean, they are impacted by by patriarchy still, and they can be pretty nasty to each other. We can't oh, dismiss yeah. well... that. So I like the the sort of promise of of sisterhood and community that I think the the movie yeah. sort of portrayed. Actually, speaking of community and sort of circling back to m- the men a, a little bit, is um did you notice when uh Ke- the Kens had their little singy dance number uh, mm. when they're dressed in black when um Brian Gosling has his hands out and then two Kens roll in and kiss him on the cheek at the same time. Yes, they kiss him at the same time as he says fragility, which I thought was like I, I was like that's symbolic I, as yeah, like, it really like, is. It really is because it's it was it's literally Greta Gerwig giving them a wink. Like remember, like if you just like embraced each other a bit, like if you just 
had a sense of community if you had a sense of like brotherhood in a non-patriarchal way um you know she's kind of giving them a massive hint there (laughs) i think what it says more than anything though because i think men do embrace each other i think there's a lot of men who are heterosexual but homo romantic in the sense that they love men (laughs) they 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 fucking love men like they want to be around them all the time yeah they fuck no they literally they hate women like Mm. I tell you now, I love women a lot more than pretty much every straight man I've ever met. <laughs> we all do. Um, but, like, there's a lot of guys out there, they fully embrace the men in their lives and will back them up on all their bullshit behaviour. We saw it on Love Island this season, which, like, was a flaming turd of a season. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, <laughs> with how toxic it was. And there was, you know, there's a lot of men that will really back up their boys to do some fucking awful shit. I think that's different, but, though, to supporting each other emotionally. I mean. Yeah, it's, They're so willing to do that, but they're not willing to acknowledge the fact that, actually, you know, they love the homies, you know? like Yeah, exactly. Because I do think what my female friendships mean to me and my friendships with other women mm. mean to me, if men could have relationships with that sort of level of trust and care and meaning, then the world would be a much better place, but they don't allow yes. that for themselves. Exactly, you've put it way better than I have. Like that's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to say. And I think Greta, purp- I, I definitely think that that was purposefully done for her to be like embrace. <laughs> like, oh, Miss Gerwig, the queen that you are. Oh God, I love her. Like I, I just can't right. believe she's real. She's, like, she's too perfect. I bow at the font of Gerwig. At the font. Well, like, is like, in like her this style her mind her, her mind yeah okay As... yeah i mean speaking Damn. of though mm. i want to talk about something that people have discussed a little bit mm-hmm. the scene where margot is in the real world barbie's out here and it's like oh god this is all fucking awful it's mm-hmm. like girl tea um then she sits down and there's the older lady mm-hmm. first of all Older lady is Anne Roth. If y'all don't know who Anne Roth is, she's one of the most legendary costume designers in Hollywood history. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like a she's a big deal, big big deal. Um, Google her. She's worked on like over seventy films as a costume designer, but this was her first time ever being in front of the camera. I did not know that she was in it. Oh my goodness! And I loved that. Some people said like, "Oh, the the scene felt a bit contrived with her saying like, oh, you're beautiful.'" I but thought I thought a... it was. Oh, I loved that scene. I thought it was so tender because you actually think about it. Barbie has never seen an older person than someone in like the mid thirties, basically, in oh, her entire yeah. life, in her entire ex- existence. Barbie does not get older than about thirty. Yeah, and she exists in a different universe to the world that she's in now. So her view of age and what it means to age as a woman is completely non-existent it doesn't yeah. like she just has no concept of it so she's looking at an older woman's face with completely unbiased eyes essentially mm. and i think it's so beautiful that she was able to say like no like you are beautiful mm. and oh that's such a lovely take on it yeah yeah that's like what that actually made me tear up because i was just like because getting older terrifies me it's one of my biggest fears is getting older and mm. how my body's gonna change and how i'm gonna feel about that change and I feel like my getting older is going to be difficult for me. And mm. that made me just feel a little bit like, you know what? It might be okay. Yeah. 
for sure I think that's such a lovely take on it and you know what a fun fact but they tried to make her take it out that scene I know I saw that yeah. and she fought for it and I'm so she glad did. she did I'm so like big up Greta for so many things but that being one of them I um one of the other things I noticed in it is um when um wait hang on when she when Barbie wakes up right and she starts noticing that she's having thoughts of death and cellulite and she's sort of starting to notice like bad breath and things like that I feel like that was almost synonymous for how girls wake up one day and discover their like insecurities and I remember I'm still so close to those feelings like I still remember waking up and feeling fine and then hearing something seeing something or being insulted or whatever about something that wasn't an insecurity before and now and then all of a sudden you're very insecure about it yeah like it's so it's such a (laughs) that's such a real feeling the way she no, it really is. manifests in her, which I, I don't know if that was intentional, but that's what I got from that. And I thought that was pretty cool to add. I think the whole arc of the film about her realizing, you know, having thoughts about death and like cellular, like the, the whole process of her discovery, mm-hmm. it just mirrors perfectly what it is to basically one day wake up and realize that you live in, in patriarchy. I think yeah, I've, that I've said all here, when go she, through that. When she goes to the real world, she sort of she can't regain that innocence, that naivety. No, innocence it's lost. Like, it's gone. You can't, and that's what happens to girls. Like when when we find out how, you know, women are treated in this world, and and you know, we we get exposed to so many things to f- that we are fearful of, and then that innocence is is gone <laughs> like that. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's what happens to her. That's her arc, which. It honestly, it leans into the biblical imagery of the film a lot because I'm sure you've seen how Gerwig was literally inspired by the story of Genesis in writing the film. Oh, really? Uh, um, I didn't. I yeah. Did not know so that. you think about it. So in our culture, Adam is the first man, and mm-hmm. Eve is created from one of his ribs, and mm-hmm. it's Eve that sins and brings sort of. In Christian theology, at least, Eve is the first one to sin. In Islam, they both sin at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact. And through her sin of eating the fruit, we so what happens, we call it the fall. Basically, a mankind falls from a sense of perfect innocence into understanding and reason and understanding what right, sin means. Okay, pain I, means. I'm starting to see where she's the, the and, like, correlation now. And the thing is, in our culture, it is Eve that bites the fruit and introduces this. But in Barbie land, it's Ken that comes to the real world and gets a taste of patriarchy and sort of casts it all down. Mm. But with both characters, there's this sense of innocence lost. You know, there's this, you can't you can't unknow what you know now. Mm. And that's so true of what it is when you wake up one day and realise that actually, you know, we live in a culture that's built on white supremacy and mm. sexism and homophobia. Yeah. And the, I think every feminist has to deal with at some point in their life and really come to the realisation that as much as we want to fight against it and as much as we will continue to, the mm. fact that we grew up in the cultures that we did means that patriarchy is always going to be a mark on us one way or another mm. because we can't divorce ourselves of our context. Yeah, it's so sad, isn't it? Okay, you sort of... Yeah. Re- no, <laughs> well, no this, is, this is the power of this movie, I swear to God, when people are saying it's surface level, mm. like, get lost um but 
um what did you just reminded me of something oh you were saying about um ken going to the real world um and bringing back patriarchy it triggered a, a thought about how um going back to the whole like anti-man thing is that um it's so interesting how men got that because the that you have two um comparisons side by side to each other actually within the film so you have yeah like pre-patriarchy and then when patriarchy comes into play and the way the barbies treat the kens pre-patriarchy is nice like they're like hi ken thanks ken like they're really nice i mean the thing is you're so right the kens they're not mistreated they're just kind of sidelined they're just supporting characters yeah yeah, which is still not great but it's better than being raped which is what happens in our culture exactly right (laughs) so that's where i'm sort of getting at so they are i i think you know, Barbies have their own jobs, have their own money, have their own houses. They, sure, maybe could, could they involve the Kens more? If Sure. But they're not in any way nasty to the Kens or mean to the Kens. They're just self-sufficient. And I think that becomes very clear when later on Ken brings the patriarchy and the way the me- the Kens treat the Barbies is pretty, you know, Immediately disgusting. Like, yeah, I mean, then... Barbie knows that Ken is like in love with her and could easily turn him into her like lapdog. Could easily be like, get me this, fix this, you know, do this for me. But she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't really want him anywhere. <laughs> She's like, get, get lost. But she could She's easily really... take it, uh, take advantage of it. And I think there's a difference in she apologizes at the end for taking Ken for granted. But I think there's a big difference between taking someone for granted and taking advantage of them. And you know. Yes the Kens take advantage of the Barbies. They use them as like slaves, essentially. Whereas the Barbies never attempt to do that. And, you know, the Kens, they steal what Barbie has rather than make their own. Like there are so many moments where you think, I don't know how you can possibly call this anti-men when you you have an active comparison side by side in the movie for you. (laughs) And displays displays it. Ain't that some shit though, right? The, <laughs> the Kens steal from the Barbies. I'm sorry, but the amount of times that men have stolen from me in one way or another, they've stolen my time, my energy, my emotions. <laughs> my time, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no, literally. But I'm not even joking. They steal your mental energy. They steal your emotional energy. They drain you. Sometimes they They're just steal energy things. vampires. <laughs> well, no, sometimes they will create concepts like virginity and then steal that from you. Yeah. That's patriarchy, you know. Yeah, that is so patriarchy. The fact that the men come in and decide to just, oh, we go have all that, it's very accurate to life. And here's another thing. Here's some more shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, Dish. So we haven't really discussed the Mattel storyline yet. Oh no. <laughs> it's too much. And you know what? All, We've gone past doing it now, an, so let's doing an escape scene to speed drive by charlie xcx was just a stroke of pure genius yes oh my god what gets me though is when barbie gets to mattel and she wants to go back and like oh we'll just put you in this box (laughs) it's a little bit on the nose but one (laughs) piece of advice my mum has always 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 given me no matter what is don't let yourself be put in a box by man yes and that is excellent advice and when i saw that i was like oh bitch they're taking symbolism to a whole new level (laughs) 
no they really are but also I was like but it, it's so true though because men think that to work with women you have to control them you have to box them away you have to create yeah. limitations parameters conditions mm. and restrain them to boxes because women yeah. can't be complex they can't be outside of a box you have to be in the box yeah otherwise they, they they're confused <laughs> so they do it because they don't they won't put in the effort to understand us i think no okay but, so yeah before we close up i think mm-hmm. we need to discuss the final scene because we haven't yes, discussed that haven't. yet and it feels like a good place to take us home yes yes i agree what were your thoughts ah <laughs> what were my thoughts um okay that bit like i'm not a crier my i'm very um emotional and just not very good at displaying my emotions um, but that scene with when the montage hit, I was emotional because, and you know what? And then when I when I later found out that that was the like the cast and crew's footage, mm. I you know my 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 immediate thought when I found that out was that a male director would never like no, a female so director true. has gone. Let me ask the cast and crew to share their memories like to create a like a male director would never like let's first let's first facts say that um but I think I immediately just felt grateful for my mother which I always do but that really that's why it made me me cry yeah it was that that line mothers stand still so their daughters can see how far they see how far they've come oh my god oh (laughs) that what a line i was like that fucking billy eilish song also billy eilish i love you girl but like damn you really didn't have to put your in you didn't have to like make me sign up for like three months of therapy just I know, that why one did song. you do that to us but so i was there with my mom and like my mom is my best friend like we I are love that we saw it with our moms. <laughs> and like it did just make me really think because i'm so appreciative of like all the things my mom has been through to get me to where i am yes and all all the sort of energy that she's put into me and my sister and girl when i say i was sobbing (laughs) like literally i don't cry a lot at films i cry a lot at music songs can really make me cry really easily me too that yes that's my weakness as well films don't films don't make me like ball crying a lot but i was literally Mm. like you know, like you're in a public place and you cry and you're like, right, I can't make any noise because everyone will look at me. Yeah, so you just sort of go. <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, oh. I, I just, I, I felt the exact same way. And I, do you know what? I phoned my mom afterwards and it was like 11 p.m. <laughs> and I had nothing to say to her. And I don't, I can't like, instead I just went, I saw the Barbie movie. It was so good. <laughs> but really, I wanted to be like, I love you, mom. Actually, she listens to this. So love you, mom. <laughs> Oh, shout out to her. Love you, Wendy. <laughs> we all love you. <laughs> I mean, I know you've never met me, but I feel like we were on a we're on a mental level. Oh, also, it sounds like I was lying then in my head because I said that I saw it with my mum and then I said I phoned my mum afterwards. I've seen it twice. The first time I saw it with Felix and I phoned my mum afterwards. And then I went to go see it with her. <laughs> but um just to clarify. Uh, that song oh, as well, though, the lyrics, yeah. it just it also just made me think of like my sex worker days because it's like 
oh, it turns out I'm not real. I'm just something you paid for. I was like, okay, a little bit Ooh, close shit. to home there, yeah. girls. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I was like, okay, ladies, now let's get information for lying in bed for three days crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. And I think that line where it's like, uh, don't tell your boyfriend that he's not made for, for that. Like, Yeah. Ooh. Oof. I mean, Miss luckily, actually, Felix... I'd like to say he was an Alan because all of the all of the, the girlies at the moment are like my boyfriend's an Alan, but Felix, in fact, Felix said it before me. Okay, he went, you know who I am. I was like, who? He was like, I'm her husband, the one who like gets happy at the Duolingo. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, that is so true though. Like that's so accurate. Just the unproblematic. Like I got triggered by the Duolingo though because I do it every day. I was just like. <laughs> Have I done that? Have I, I carried on my stream? No, I hadn't either. <laughs> and I'm on over 365 days now. So like, I can't lose it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you really I'm can't I'm too lose far that. in. That's really impressive. Oh my God. That, I'm on like Duolingo, 390 days now. Give us a sponsor. We deserve it. Well. I'll tell you what, that fucking owl needs to give me something. Because the emotional trauma the Duolingo <laughs> owl has put me through. No, that owl is needs to behave actually. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> no, it really does. <laughs> the, actually, the social media for Duolingo is just feral. It's phenomenal. Run by a woman, can I just say? Mm, speaking of Duolingo, Duolipa, who is the love interest of Duolingo, <laughs> was in the film Dance the Night Away. What a song. Oh, that was such a good song. Yeah, no, she did great. Uh, the with the random John Cena. A, like moment yes. I, was, <laughs> I was like where the fuck did you come from okay so i'm just gonna give you my top tracks from the soundtrack just okay. to like close me out Carol because... G for sure is coming oh what dt like Carol <laughs> yeah. G. like i was so glad that she was on the soundtrack as well because i was like it's about time like the non-latin girlies get it like the girls that get it get it and the girls that yeah. don't don't but the girls that yeah. don't get it need to start getting it yeah um, so what they did, um, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa, seen that mm. girl twice, no mm. chef's kiss. And then what was I made for? Because like, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah, come on. Like that was... You want to give me your top tracks? I'm curious. Um, to be honest, Barbie World, it just slaps. Like, <laughs> like I was emotional. And then at the end, I sent you that TikTok. <gasps> I was like, actually, Whiplash. actually, actually, this is so good. Okay, um, here's a fun fact actually. Yeah. Barbie Barbie Girl was number one when I was born. Oh yeah, wait, no. I knew did we do that in a podcast? Did we find that out in a podcast in one of our episodes? I feel like we didn't do it in a podcast, but maybe we've talked about that. We must have yeah. talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh jokes. I don't mine is really disappointing and I actually don't, want, I don't even I don't want to share it as to... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the root cause oh, of all of my trauma. <laughs> oh, Okay, is it Nickelback or something? No, it's worse. Oh, it's <gasps> worse. Okay, it's, tell me after. You can it, tell me off. It's, I'm going to say, I'll say. It's, um, okay. it's three lions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, Ellie, that was actually quite disappointing. I really, I really won here. <laughs> three lions. Yeah, I'm, um, yes. The I, I was gonna say what the fuck was going on when you were born, but I assume probably the World Cup. It was it was the World Cup. Yeah, it was the World Cup. Uh, um, I think I think when I don't care I... about that when Shakira's not there. Yeah, <laughs> I think I popped out the womb, and my dad's first words were like, "England got through" or something. 
like she you did it i think she he said like you did it for england i would be like fuck off oh i (laughs) i would not be legally morally or socially held responsible for my actions if that was me because um heads would be rolling yeah so anyway, that's oh. my little disappointment. Like that's Came honestly, off. it's my, it's my, it's my biggest, like, it's my biggest secret disappointment, <laughs> root cause of trauma. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, like, we can't bring that up now. It's Ellie's villain okay. origin arc. Yeah, I know it is. It is. It is. You'll know why if I ever, if I ever go full villain, that's why. Anyway. <sighs> okay, lovely. <laughs> so if you've watched, if you listen to all this and haven't seen the Barbie movie, well, Still go watch it. It might be redundant at this point. But still go watch it. And just remember that every Barbie listening to this can be everything she wants to be. And if there are men in your life, they just can. Yeah, just can. I love it. Um, No, literally, if 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 you have seen it, please tell us what you think send us your thoughts and your I literally spent all the past two weeks just scrolling actively searching for people's thoughts on Barbie scrolling through reading reading I've been like actively avoiding everything until I saw it (laughs) and honestly every time I saw pink on like Twitter on my for you page I just like nearly broke my wrist like swiping past it like nope yeah no well because I I saw it on the day it came out I was like actively I was like I need to talk about this I need to like see what people think so i'm loving reading the commentaries so if you have any thoughts please please tell us because maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode or something but i just would love to know we love y'all so much thanks for watching listening (laughs) i can upload this if you want i don't look like in a position i'm not in a position where i want my face no i would never don't worry i'm also in, in the same um anyway you can find us at uh, thenewfeminist.co.uk uh you can find us on instagram at the new feminist magazine and on all other socials we're at pnf magazine um, and yeah thanks for listening guys gracias hasta luego bye barbie